You may have a seat for our scripture reading from the book of Acts chapter 3. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. At three in the afternoon, now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave him them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. When the beggar held on to Peter and John, all the people were astonished and came running to them in the place called Solomon's Colonnade. When Peter saw this, he said to them, Men of Israel, why does this surprise you? Why do you stare at us as if by our own power or godliness we had made this man walk? Thank you, Pam. Good morning, everyone. And uh, today we're starting a new message series called Open. And it just happens to correspond with the, as Max, Pastor Max said, the opening of our Fishers campus and uh, the fact that we are open here, too, uh, that uh, as we have three to 500 people go off to Fishers, that means that our parking lot's going to be able to accommodate more people, and the open sign will be out here in our Carmel site. It reminds me, though, what happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, this is so true. You ever work on a project, and it seems like every time you work on something at home, you're running to the hardware store. Does that happen to you, too? And uh, it was one evening... And I needed something, and I looked at the watch. My watch, it was eight minutes to nine, and I knew that the store closed at nine o'clock. And my wife says, Luther, you'll never make it. Don't even try. She says, watch me. So I got in the car. I got there as fast as I could, and when I pulled up in front, it was right at nine o'clock. So I parked the car right in front of the door, jumped out, went inside, and the lady just looked at me and said, you've got 20 seconds. <laughs> but it was still open, right? It was open. And the fact is, we are open. We are open to God's grace that is certainly sufficient for all of our needs. We have been truly blessed. And because of that grace, that then opens us up to other people as well. The miracle that you just heard in Acts chapter 3, right after Pentecost, is an amazing story about the openness of God's grace that Peter and John, that they were willing to listen and they were willing to look to see someone who was in need. They were open to God using them. And that's what we want to be as well. Uh, as we go, let's just look a little bit more carefully at this story. Peter and John are going into the temple for afternoon prayer. It was about three o'clock. But as they're walking into the gate of the temple, there's this man who is lame. And the the one who's writing this, the book of Acts, is a physician, Dr. Luke. And so he's, he aptly describes the man's condition. 
Uh, he, he had been lame. He could not walk since his birth. Can you imagine that? When the other kids are learning how to walk at one year old, not him. When the other kids are out playing and run, running around, not this fellow. When the teenagers then begin to go out into the fields to work, not him. What a terrible life that would have been. And besides that, they didn't have a government kind of help, and so the only way that he could even live was to beg. And so he sat where he thought people would feel the guiltiest as they saw him at the entrance to the, to the temple. And we are told that sure enough, uh, Paul, uh, or, sorry, Peter and John go into the temple and they see this man who's begging there and he's wanting some money. And the first thing that our text says that they do is they look right at him. They look intently at him. They look straight at him. Uh, I don't know about you, but when there's people who are begging, and we've got our share now, you go to the Keystone at the Crossing area or the Castleton area or downtown, you see lots of people out here begging. Now, what do you do? Do you look right at them? Or are you like me? Because if you look at those people, what does that tell them? It means that you're open to them. It means that you're probably willing to help them out. And a lot of times then they'll run to your car and you can roll down the window and give them a buck or two. Uh, we know that from exposés that a lot of this is scamming. It's the same people. They rotate to corners and many of them make real good money doing this. But here's a guy who's in need. And we know it's a real need because he hasn't been able to walk from birth. And so they see him and they look at him. They look intently at him. And then the first words they say to him is, look at us. And so they're looking at each other. This is reminiscent of what happened to Peter when Jesus was being tried. Remember, Peter had been in the courtyard and some people said to Peter, oh, you know that guy, you're one of his followers. And what did Peter say? No, not me. And he denied him three times, then the rooster crows. And then Jesus is led by the soldiers to the next place of trial. And scripture says that Jesus looked right at, at Peter and Peter looked right at him. And so Peter knew what that kind of look was all about. A beggarly look. A look that says, I need help. I need, I, I need you to be open to me. And so Peter looks at this, at this fellow and he says to him two things. He says, silver or gold I do not have, but what I give, I give to you. Peter and John have two things to offer him. And it's not silver and gold. The first thing that they have to offer him is Jesus himself. In the name of Jesus, Peter says. And so he's talking about Jesus, the one who died on the cross and who rose again. This man needed a savior for sure. They had the eternal good news of Jesus to give to him, something that he had not experienced before. But the second thing that they had to give to him, they said, in the name of Jesus, walk. And sure enough, a scripture tells us that, that Peter grabs the guy by the hand and he gets up and instantly we're told that his ankles and his feet are healed and he's walking. Verse 8 tells us that not only is he walking, but he is so excited that as he's going into the temple with Peter and John, that he's walking, but he's also jumping, he's leaping, he's praising God. He's got everything in the world to be excited about because that which he didn't have, now he has. 
Verse 16, later on in this chapter, says that he also believed in Jesus as his Savior. And so everything that the apostles had to offer, Jesus, the miracle of healing so that he could walk, this man now had. And how could he not jump and leap and praise God? It reminds us of of the prophecy in Isaiah 35, verse 6. When the Messiah comes, Isaiah says, Then the lame will leap like a deer. And this is certainly fulfilled in this man. And Luke tells us that the crowd gathered were amazed because this man was walking. Four times in this text, Luke tells us that the man was walking. That's a sure sign that this guy was completely healed. And he is walking and leaping and praising God. Have you ever been astonished about the grace of God in your life? Have you been astonished? Have you marveled at God's healing and forgiving love for you? Peter and John noticed the man. He looked at him and gave him what he needed the most. And that was that open sign of God's grace in Jesus. It begs the question for us, for each of us, how how do you see God? Do you see him as an open sign to you or is it a closed sign for you? There are so many people today because of their circumstances, their situations, because of what they lack in their lives, that that they think God is closed off to them that God doesn't see their need, that God doesn't care about them. And maybe you're in a season like that in your life right now where you think, oh, there's just no hope for me. Uh, Because of events or situations, you just don't see the open sign of God's grace. A lot of people see a God that is very judgmental. And in order to get to God, you've got to jump through a lot of different hoops. You've got to follow a lot of rules and regulations. Perhaps that's the way you see God. But I've got good news for you, and this is an encouragement from this miracle too, that just as the Lord looked upon this man through Peter and John, God looks at you and me. And what does he see? Is he seeing someone who's really trying to do the right things? Well, maybe. Does the Lord see someone who, even though we try, we We can't quite live up to the perfection that God asks of us, probably. Does God look upon us? Does He see our brokenness? Does He see us just like He did the lame man? The lame man who spent his life begging for money must have thought that he was pretty worthless. The only way he could earn a living was to beg. He might have thought that even God abandoned him. But he found out that Jesus knew him and his story and cared for him immensely. You know, God sees you too, and he knows everything about us. And that's the miracle that we have as we sit underneath the cross, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And even though we are often closed off to him and his ways, even though you might think that God is closed to you, he is open to you with his grace and his mercy. Whatever your story, Jesus sees your struggles and he cares for you. And the proof of that is the openness in Jesus. You know, another thing happens to us as we see the openness of God to us, to forgive us, to love us. A miracle takes place in us too. It turns us around so that God works through us, so that when people see you, what do they see? Do they see a closed sign? Do they see someone that's open to them, to help them, and to care for them? 
uh, Peter and John are going to church. They want to get there before the first hymn starts, but they get stopped in the lobby area, and somehow they make time. They show that they're open to him. And it begs the question for us, even though the sign of our hearts is supposed to say open, in reality, there are a lot of times when we too are closed to other people. I read an interesting statistic uh, in an article this past week. Psychologists Tom Gilovich and Mickey Ved- Vicky Medvik did a study on regret. And they found that in the short run, we tend to regret the things that we've done wrong more than we tend to regret the things that we should have done or wish we would have done. And, but it's pretty close. It's 53% to 47%. 53% regretting the things that you do wrong. 47% the things that you wish you would have done. But something happens as we get older. That statistic turns around. In the long run, as people get older, our inaction regrets outpace our action regrets. In fact, if you live to be 75 years old, and this was what the statistics saw, 84% to 16%, 84% are things that you wish you would have done, regrets in your life. We cringe over the things, yeah, that we've done wrong, but in the end, our most significant regrets are the things that we wish we would have done for other people, but we didn't do. And so rather than finding excuses and rationalizing our lack of grace, our lack of openness to help and to care for other people, we need to repent. We're sorry, God, for life being always about me so that I don't have time sometimes for other people. I don't have the energy for other people. And the open sign of my life is just not on. Even though we fall short of having an open heart, and mind to God's leading, God's grace in Christ forgives us and helps us to be more open to them and helpful. You know of people, I know of people all around us, people in our neighborhoods, people in, in, where we work, uh, relatives, people in this church who are just waiting for you to say something to help them, to spend some time with them, to show that they care, that you care. Uh, there are people all around us that are waiting for us to open our hearts. And as God forgives us with His mercy, He turns us around. And I've, you know, I've thought about this, some practical things that, that, that help me. Build some margin in your life. Uh, leave a little bit earlier so that, so that there's time for some people along the way. Uh, have a little bit more room in your schedule. Have more room in your budget so that you've got some extra resources to help where help is needed. Slow down. Pray more. Ask God to bring someone into your life who will see that open sign of Jesus and His grace, that God, just as God has cared for you, that you have time for, for other people. That you look and you listen and you're sensitive to those who are around you. You know, as I've been speaking about Peter and John and the way that they were open to help this lame man, I hope that you've been thinking about someone practical in your life, someone that you know you should be calling, someone that could use a personal handwritten note from you, someone that you should really go see. And in doing so, you're going to be Jesus to that person. 
you're going to show his love, his grace to them. And, and there's a place in, your, in, the, in the sermon outline, write down their name and ask God to help you, to give you the time and the energy to be able to do that. Say a prayer that God would open a door for you to demonstrate his love in the coming weeks to someone. Well, there's nothing more frustrating than to get somewhere like a restaurant or a store and you thought it would be open, but there's the sign that says closed. How thankful we are that God never has the closed sign for us. He is always open to us. And yes, our church is open, but in our hearts and our lives, we are open. And we pray that Jesus and his love would not only come to us, but it would flow through us as we have the time to care for other people, as we look, as we listen, as we are there for them in the name of Jesus. And by the way, I mean, what's, th- this story is always amazing to me that when the man was healed, what did he do? Did he just take a walk? He did a little bit more than that. What's it say that he did? He was jumping and leaping and praising God. It's okay to get excited once in a while about God's love. And so may God excite you in your heart and your life because he is open to you so that you can be open to others. Amen? Amen.